Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Scarlett Russell, Entertainment Editor for The Sunday Times Style, and this is Secrets of the Side Hustle, your go-to podcast to find out what it really takes to turn your passion into your career. Each episode, we hear from inspiring female founders who give us the lowdown on how they turn their side hustle into a thriving business. From baking for the stars to sex tech, disrupting the fast fashion industry and more, In this show, we get the ins and outs and ups and downs of setting up your own company whilst pocketing nuggets of advice along the way. On this episode of Secrets of the Side Hustle, we're joined by Abby Roden, founder of Ami, the wine brand created for friends by friends. Abby knows all there is to know about marketing, having studied business and marketing at university and setting up her own successful marketing consultancy, Roden, in 2018. But it wasn't until a random evening in lockdown, when her now husband Will shared a bright idea, that she had ever considered starting her own wine brand. Since then, the power couple have combined forces with Abby's skill for marketing and Will's knowledge of wine, and they've taken on the wine industry by storm, with their bottles now available to buy on Arcado, the delivery app Zap, and via their website drinkami.com. But I want to know how Abby's managed all of this in just three years. Welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, Abby. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited because this is our fifth series and you are the first wine business we've ever had on the podcast. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for choosing me. Well, I'm very excited to get into the story about how you started your side hustle. How would you describe your business and how does it stand out from other wines in the market? I think the wine world is usually very traditional and hadn't really been disrupted with a direct-to-consumer wine brand here in the UK yet. So we kind of saw this opportunity. It started with just rosé. And it was during lockdown. I was living at home with my now husband, with his parents. And, you know, he came home one day. He was helping his dad in the warehouse. His dad is a wine merchant. He has a wine shop in Oxford. And Will was helping him with the wine orders at the warehouse. And Will came home one day and said he had an idea I had no idea what that idea would be, and he said he wanted to start a rosé brand. So as I'm, I'm a marketer, from my background is marketing and photography, 
So I'd worked on a lot of brands before, but never really worked on my own brand. So it was really exciting for me, kind of the initial phase of it. And as we were kind of thinking about what we would call it and, you know, the story and the branding behind it, we kind of made a list of different names and we were writing names down of, or words down really of what meant something to us during lockdown. And we wrote friends and family. And then we went back through all these words the wine is French, it's from the Languedoc. So we went back through and kind of wrote the French name of all the words. And for friend, Ami is female friend in French. And as soon as I wrote Ami, that was kind of like, to me, I saw a story behind that. I saw there were so many ways to market that and kind of create this brand and this lifestyle brand based around friends and storytelling. And our tagline is a wine for friends. So we actually started the brand with one other friend, Hermione Underwood, who does PR. She helped us a lot with our PR in the beginning of our launch. And our friend Jessica Yolanda Kay designed our label artwork. So it's kind of a really nice way to tie in the friendship angle that way as well. So we have four wines in our range. Two of the wines are rosés. One is an organic rosé that we just launched at the beginning of this year. And then we have a white wine, which is a Sauvignon Blanc, and a red wine, which is a Carignan. And all of our online orders, we donate one pound to Charity Water, which is an organization that my husband and I really love and want to support. That's amazing. I just want to take it back very briefly because you weren't born in London or even the UK. So tell me about your background, what you studied and how you came over here. So my dad is actually from Northern Ireland, so I am half British. (laughs) And he moved to Kentucky, which is where I'm from, whenever he was in his 20s to work in the horse industry. And I grew up in Kentucky. I went to University of Kentucky for college. And I think for me, creativity was always something that I loved. Photography was something that really was a passion of mine from a young age. I think I remember when I was like nine in the backyard using my mom's little camera to like shoot my friends, which is so funny. I still have the photos. So I think for me, that was always something that was really a big passion. And I remember sitting with my college school counselor and she was like, okay, you have to pick a major now. (laughs) And I didn't really know what to pick. I didn't, I didn't go to an art school, so I didn't really want to pick photography. And so she said to me, I think you should major in marketing and minor in art studio with an emphasis on photography. So kind of have a major in marketing and minor in photography. I had no idea what marketing even meant, but I was like, okay, let's do that. So I ended up doing that. I majored in marketing and I still love the photography angle of everything though. So I ended up interning in New York City. I applied to 64 internships and one person replied to me from Shape Magazine, the photo director. And she was like, but your resume says you're a marketing major. And I was like, well, Yes, but I love photography. Like I had a little photo blog, like here are my photos. She ended up hiring me. I interned for her at Shape in New York for a summer, came back to Kentucky, finished college, and then I went on a gap year. And that's where I got my first job in social media. So actually the marketing and the photography were kind of merging together because social was becoming such a thing for brands and businesses. And then I moved back up to New York and that same boss who had hired me at Shape then hired me at Men's Fitness Magazine on the photo team. 
but I wanted to kind of get back into the marketing world and to focus more on that side of things. And I got a job at the Fry Company, Fry Boots, the oldest shoe brand in America, 158-year-old brand, and it was amazing. I worked there for seven and a half years total. But because I'm a British citizen, I always have wanted to move to London. So I asked my boss at Fry if I could work remotely. And this was before COVID. This was before the whole remote working thing. And they said yes. So it was amazing. It was kind of like a cushion I needed to move over here and like still have that consistent income, which was so helpful. And then because I was working U.S. hours, I had, you know, the mornings to kind of work on other things, other side hustles. So I started freelancing and doing other jobs for other clients here in the UK. And when was this? What year was this? So I moved to London in March 2018. So you know, like late 20s, you're back in London, you've got this really cushy position where you're being paid for your job, but you're working remotely and you've got loads of time to do other things. It's amazing. Yeah, I was still doing the whole, the fry job from afar still joining all their meetings from afar. You know, it was like Zoom before the whole COVID thing happened. As a journalist, I work with PRs all the time. And I was having this conversation, I was like, what actually is marketing? And my PR friend said, so we do PR, which is press and promotion that you don't pay for. And then marketing is promotion that you do pay for. Is that the right way of explaining what marketing actually is and how you need it in your business? It depends on what kind of marketing you're talking about. For me, I've always been an organic marketer, so I don't ever do anything like paid social or anything like that. It's not anything I've ever done. So I think marketing to me is storytelling and brand building. You know, I think photography and content and beautiful imagery is like telling that story and showing off what a brand is. And I think then social is a platform where you can kind of really push that out and get that story across. Especially now with, you know, TikTok, it's like such a, platform for showing off real life and it's kind of like I think people used to think of Instagram stories as that kind of showing the behind the scenes and the real life but now TikTok is such a way to do that in a a more authentic way. Just before we get into how they started Ami, it's important to note that it wasn't Abby's first startup. Let's find out more about her marketing agency Rodan. So Rodin is a social media marketing agency for people and brands. We do a lot of influencer campaigns and partnerships. Photography is kind of our USP because I'm a photographer. So photography and content is something that we really think that we're pretty good at. We have talent management as well now. Amazing. Okay. So so had you left your other job by the time it was in lockdown? Were you just focusing on Rodin at that point? Yeah, I was doing Rodin whenever we launched Ami. Okay, Um, wow. Rodin is still my main, that is my job. (laughs) Ami is kind of like our side hustle still. I was going to say, because it sounds like that's a busy job, Rodin. And whilst lockdown did give a lot of people some time, what was it that made you think, oh yeah, I can can start another business now. I can do our side hustle. I think a few things. So it was April 2020 when we thought of, when Will thought of the idea of Ami. And Rodin at the time, we didn't have any employees. We do now, but we didn't then. So for me, it was still me doing everything. However, I think a lot of clients had paused because of the uncertainties of COVID. So I actually did have a bit more time on my plate, which was helpful. And then as soon as Will had the idea, you know, I can. I just remember I couldn't sleep because all night I was thinking about the brand and like how I envisioned it and the, 
the label and the photography and how we'd shoot it. And like every night I was just sitting there thinking about it all night long. So it kind of like consumed me. I was so excited about it. I guess that's how you know that you're onto something when you really can't stop thinking about it, right? Yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. We should say that Will's family is actually in the wine business. So you did have a slight advantage there starting off. You knew stuff. But how did you then make that vision in your head actually something else? What were the steps that you took to turn this into a business? So yes, I think luckily I had Will who was doing all of the kind of business side of things. And I was really just focusing on the marketing and the branding. I then, I think I already mentioned Hermione Underwood, who's a great friend of mine and a PR expert. So Hermione really helped us with getting press at the beginning when we launched. We called Jess, our friend Jessica Yolanda Kay, and told her the idea about how I just, I just envisioned this beautiful kind of minimal label and Jess's artwork is amazing. I don't know if you've seen it, but so pretty. Called her and told her the idea and then she was on board. So that was kind of like the two main, you know, those are the two main people that helped us. And then once we started it, we got the samples in. So we did the shoot. We actually borrowed one of Hermione's friend's apartments. She had gone back to Sydney because of COVID. And it was like this amazing apartment that she allowed us to shoot in. And then the wine arrived seven weeks later. So it was a really, really quick turnaround. I mean, I have to ask, you know, they do say you shouldn't mix business and pleasure, yet you started a business not only with your husband, but with your friends. I mean, was there any hesitation, Abby, in doing that? Did you think, oh, this could go wrong? I mean, we didn't start it with, like, it was our company, you know what I mean? They were helping us. So I think it was pretty clear from the beginning, like, what we wanted their help with. You know, and Hermione was such a great help at the beginning. She helped us so much with all of the PR and her network. But then she also had a full-time role coming with JS Health Vitamins, which she's now the UK CEO of JS Health. So for her, it was an easy transition away from Amy because she had this new exciting role coming up anyways. And what about you working so closely with your husband, though, especially in lockdown? It's very, very pressured and quite intense for couples. How did you compartmentalize work and your relationship and stop them sort of seeping into one another or was it all just one big thing so many people say that they're like how do you work with your husband and actually it doesn't bother I mean we work together on all the businesses he helps Broden with all of our accounts and finances and HR and stuff like that you know stuff that I'm not very good at and then he also has a wine tourism platform called Vine so Rodin does the marketing for Vine so it's all very intertwined but I think when we were Thinking of the idea of Ami, I mean, it was all we thought about constantly. But I think it was so fun as well. It was exciting. We were loving kind of the buildup. Um, now, we definitely do have our arguments. I'm not going to act like it's perfect. But it's not really about decisions. It's more like when we get maybe too much on and we feel stressed and that kind of just, you know, causes us to kind of break, I feel like. But I think we're pretty good about balancing it out because we have our own things. He focuses so much on bind and different parts of AMI that I don't focus on. We have our very, I guess, specific roles. You know, we handle everything marketing. He doesn't do anything for that. So it's not really like we're like, I mean, we make big decisions together, but I think we know our roles and that is really helpful. That's really good advice. It's so important to be honest about the challenges as well as the successes on this podcast. And, you know, it sounds like you're saying if you're going to go into business with a close friend or a partner, to have your roles very clearly defined... I think that's so important. It works so well with Will and I. Like he is 
that kind of numbers guy, the business guy, I am not. I was so bad at math. I failed accounting. Like, it's just not me, <laughs> you know? But I am the creative and the marketer and, like, the person who's building the brand. And I think sometimes I like, like, when I say we argue, you know, for example, I'm wanting to plan this dinner in the fall. And he's like, we have too much on. And I'm like, well, no, we're going to do it because we have this space this week and it's part of building a community. But he sometimes just doesn't see, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we don't see the way the other person's thinking always because we think differently. It's fine. We get past it and we know kind of like our roles, which is so helpful. You're listening to Secrets of the Side Hustle with Scarlett Russell. There'll be more secrets coming up just after this. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Secrets of the Side Hustle with Scarlett Russell. Let's jump back into where we left off. What were the kind of setbacks along the way of you kicking this all off, this business? Obviously, we were in lockdown. So things like tasting the wine, I didn't do that part. Will did it, but they had to ship everything up to us. We've had shipping issues with Brexit coming in from France. I mean, we've had nightmares with that, with big delays. At the beginning, we actually sold out of our... I guess it was a good problem, but it was also then we didn't have anything to sell for three months. So we sold out of our first rosé in six weeks. And we then didn't have another product to sell until the end of October. Okay, that's impressive. I mean, it was exciting. It was cool. It was when we knew we were on to something. But it was, for us, also a problem because we built this brand and this community. And all of a sudden, we had nothing to market to them or sell to them, you know? So it was like this gap kind of where we didn't know what we were doing. But I will say the Rosé was a project, you know, it sounds impressive, but it was also just a little fun project for us. We didn't realize it would turn into an actual business, I don't think. There was no business plan. It wasn't like really thought out in that way. It was more just kind of a fun lockdown project, really. You said you sold out in the first six weeks, how much wine specifically did you sell out? We had 3,000 bottles. How did you get the, I mean, was this due to you getting the word out? I know you had this amazing PR person, Hermione. So is that the key to sort of that success, do you think? 
I think we both had our own influential networks. And so that combination of bringing them all together was really helpful. And we, I mean, Instagram was our main form of marketing. We were just pushing it out. We gifted a ton of people, you know, when we got the first product. So people seeing that brand on all of these different people's profiles maybe was, you know, one of the big things that helped us. And also the label's beautiful. A lot of people had said, you know, I haven't seen a wine label that looks this nice. It looks so beautiful on a table. It was a different way of doing wine. It was a direct-to-consumer brand. It wasn't so traditional, and it was kind of like disrupting that traditional wine market, I think, which was refreshing, and people kind of saw it more as a lifestyle brand. I think that's something as well. We focus more on, like, fashion influencers and not so much wine people. Maybe it was helpful kind of building it into a lifestyle brand. And by direct-to-consumers, you mean just like any other business, you built a website and your consumers would buy directly from the website? Yes. And traditionally, wine would go through a distributor and into retail shops. And, you know, you would go up to the wine shop and buy a bottle. Not many wine brands in the UK at the time were online direct-to-consumer. I think it definitely has made it more accessible. And I think especially during lockdown, that's when we sold out in six weeks. We think about it. It sounds impressive, but we were all stuck at home doing nothing else. (laughs) So if you could get on a website and order this new rosé you saw on Instagram, why not? You know, like it was, I don't know if you feel like this, but I remember any kind of package or anything, like even just a nice loaf of bread was so exciting at that time. So I think for people getting it then, it was just such an exciting thing that you could order straight to your door. It's still very much a side hustle. I think that's one of the, not hardest things, but one of the more maybe frustrating is the word, things about having a small business that's self-funded is the second that you think you have money in the bank, the next day it's out the door back into the business. (laughs) So it's just a constant kind of turn of, it looks like, oh, we're doing really well, but then it goes right back into the business, which is good. I mean, it's, it's how you keep growing and building it. But I think, no, I definitely couldn't quit Rodin today and focus all on Ami, that's for sure. And was it all your own money, yours and Will's, that you put into the business and continue to put into the business? Yeah, yeah. So far, we're, we're self-funded, so we don't have any outside investment. I wonder if there's a lot of listeners who perhaps starting a business, have a great idea for a business and marketing is perhaps not the area that that they excel in the most or have the most experience in. Um, I'm just wondering if you could share, you know, if that is someone, where should they start? What are the key things for them to know? One of the biggest things that I think is so helpful is if you, someone else asked me this the other day, like if they don't, if they want to start something, but they don't have budget to kind of pay for marketers or a team, is collaboration. I think finding people, maybe you're good at something that someone else isn't good at and finding someone else who needs your skill. And then you can kind of collaborate and exchange for that person to help you. So maybe you're really good at copywriting and someone else is really good at photography. You could almost like get them to do a shoot for the brand you want to do. And then you could write copy if they wanted your help on any, you know what I mean? Like finding people who you can really collaborate with and work with is a great, great thing. And I think don't, don't be afraid to ask people for help either. I mean, not everyone has all of the answers. So I think, you know, everybody, no matter what you think, if they look like they're just killing it and they know everything on Instagram, it's not true. I promise. Like there's definitely stuff that everyone struggles with and that people need help with. And I think that is, something that I really, I, it's hard for me because I have a social media agency, 
but I think social, you have to remember, like, it's not always exactly what it seems to be. Obviously, people are only putting out, like, the best parts of their day or their life. So if it seems like they, they know it all, I'm sure that they're asking people for help as well. I also think online courses, there's so many free courses that are online. Actually, one of my old bosses sent me this during lockdown, like all these courses from Columbia and Harvard and like these mega, mega unis that have free online courses for people that they can take. There's also this online website called Creative Live, which is an amazing platform where you can go on and take courses basically in anything you want to learn. So definitely, definitely recommend that as well. Just learning, so many people learn so much themselves too. And your social media, you know, it's beautiful. Even your personal social media account's beautiful, but you are a photographer. You have these amazing photo opportunities within your job. What if your business isn't the most visually obvious or you're just not a creative person? How can you harness social media? Because I just feel it's something that we all need to be getting on board with now. But if it's not your strong suit, I guess, same sort of question. How do you know where to begin? What do you do? What are your tips for that? Do something that is helpful to others or informative or educational. Like try to always make sure that your captions or your text overlay on your reels are giving someone something that is valuable. I think even if it's not beautiful, you know, there's so many accounts that have blown up on TikTok and Instagram and they're not pretty. They're just giving people value. Can I just ask you about the hashtag thing? Because I feel like when we first all started on Instagram, it was the more hashtags you did, the more followers you got. Is hashtag still a thing? Should you still be hashtagging? Hashtags are a thing, I think. If you but but it's hit or miss. So sometimes you could put I think there's a few key things there. Be sure that you're using relevant hashtags. If it's not relevant, then why are you putting it on the post? You know what I mean? But people use hashtags for search. I go on, if I'm going on vacation to Tuscany and I want to find a Tuscan vineyard, I would search hashtag Tuscan vineyard. So I think if you're, you're thinking of it that way and using them in a relevant way, they'll definitely have potential to do well. But sometimes, you know, we'll put hashtags on a post for a client, the same hashtags. And if you go into your insights in your post, you see how many people that post reached due to the hashtags. Sometimes it could be like zero. Whereas the next day, the same hashtags, exact same hashtags could reach, you know, 56% of that post reach. So it's like, it's kind of hit or miss, but I think as long as they're relevant, it doesn't hurt to add some on. It has been a real pleasure getting to know our female founder on this week's Secrets of the Side Hustle. But I want to go just that little bit further and find out something about them or their business that isn't common knowledge. It's time for Best Kept Secret. I mean, it's kind of wine specific. So the secret is I don't know much about wine at all. (laughs) And it's been quite interesting launching a wine brand when you don't feel very confident speaking about the actual product. So my husband, Will, who does know about wine, he has you know, done the WSET level two and three exams. He is definitely more of the wine expert in this business. He has to constantly help me and kind of like teach me what to say. I start sweating when people ask me about the product. Honestly, like it's, it is a secret. I don't know much about the actual wine. However, saying that, I think that it's helped us because it's, it's been a different approach to the brand. I think it's made 
you know, I'm the person marketing it and I'm not marketing it as a wine expert. I'm marketing it as a lifestyle brand. So I think tapping into the fashion and lifestyle people, getting it out there to, to people who aren't just wine experts has been something that's really helped us build the brand up. So I think it's been kind of helpful, actually. I am now taking my WSET level two. So hopefully I'll know a bit more after the end of this year. And I will, I will feel so much more confident because for things like this, honestly, like being totally transparent, I get so nervous because I don't know a ton about the actual wine. But I don't want to hide that because I'm not going to fake it and act like I do. It's never been my you know, main focus for the brand. It's always been the marketing and the branding side. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is networking. I know that maybe sounds kind of cliche, but I think it's been such a big thing for me in everything that I've ever done, like keeping in touch with anyone that you meet, whether that's adding them on Instagram or taking their email, like you never know how someone could help you later. And the secret, I guess, to that is something I've been doing recently is I have this Excel spreadsheet. So we opened the Amy Wine Studio, the wine bar, and I've been there often kind of working and helping serve and chatting to people. And I met so many cool people from just having conversations with customers who work in fashion and for other brands and like really cool businesses who we could potentially partner with or collaborate with. So I've started this Excel sheet where I write their name, put their LinkedIn link, put their Instagram hand, like everything basically like in columns. So then I can go back and reference who I've met or if someone's like, oh, I need a contact at Farfetch. Well, I met Thais, who's the marketing manager at Farfetch. You know, so it's like a great way to kind of have your own little contacts book. (laughs) It's almost time to say goodbye to our female founder this week. But before we do, let's have one more moment of inspiration with our quote for quote, where we share uplifting quotes with the hope to motivate you to pursue what you're passionate about. So I'm going to share an inspirational quote with you from a woman in business who I think we all love. Her name is Sheryl Sandberg. I think even if you don't know a whole lot about tech, then you know Sheryl Sandberg. She was, of course, the ex-chief operating officer at Facebook, and she completely transformed Facebook. And the quote that she has is very simple, but I love it. It is, done is better than perfect, which I think we can all relate to. And especially having built up a business in lockdown, I'm sure there was a bit of pressure to just get things done. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great one. I haven't heard that before. You know, everything you do isn't going to be perfect. Everything that you put out there is not going to be the best work that you put out, but at least you're kind of getting it done and moving on and maybe learning from it. And do you have a quote to share with me? I do. It's kind of what I I like to live by with life too, not just business. So the motto, don't ask, don't get. It's something that my old chief marketing officer at Fry always said to us. Her name is Debbie. And it's seriously, it stuck with me so much. I mean, I used to watch her kind of action it. Like if she wanted something, you know, to be done, she would be like, well, don't ask, don't get. And she just asked and it would be done. So I think you never know if you don't ask. And I think this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about people who maybe aren't experts and, you know, they don't have a certain skill and they want help. Well, don't ask, don't get, you never know. So I think it can kind of play out in so many different ways, which is cool. And in life too, not just business, but personal decisions or things as well. I love that. I think that's a really good motto. So simple, but so effective. Tell me, what is the future for Ami? I think distribution is the big thing that Will's really focusing on 
this year and just getting our wine out there more. I think so many different restaurants and wine shops and farm shops, you know, around the UK would be amazing for them to have Ami. So I think that's something that we're really focusing on. And then further down the line, I think definitely trying to get into the US. It's a huge thing for us to get US importer and distribution. I'm American, so obviously I really want to get in there. And yeah, who knows, maybe some other products. We'll just, we'll see. Abby, thank you so much for coming on Secrets of the Side Hustle. I could really do with a glass of wine now. We've been talking about wine for the past hour. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so, so much fun. And I thank you so much again for having me. You've been listening to Secrets of the Side Hustle with Scarlett Russell and our fantastic female founder this week, Abby Roden. The series producer is Anya Pierce. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode? And you can listen back to all our previous episodes on the Free Times Radio app or download them from wherever else you get your podcasts. I'll be back with more Secrets of the Side Hustle next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.